Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Out of Context show. I am trying to control myself because in the moment I just want to yell at my dogs who are right next to me. And my co-hosts can see their tails. I'm sure as we've been talking, they've just seen them like frantically moving because they always choose to when I'm doing recordings or gameplays to go fucking ape shit. And while you guys cannot hear them because of my noise canceling uh, headset, I can fucking hear them. But anyway. No, oh, we anyway. can hear them. <laughs> oh, you guys can hear them? Okay, well, never mind about that. But yeah, um, right now they're just right here. Oh, we're, you know, of course, lifters can't see that, but you guys can. Um, so I, um, we're going to start off with a little bit of small talk. I'm going to do the intro to people are here. Uh, Becky, uh, well, Becky's here. She, she said something. <laughs> so we know Becky's here. We didn't have her last week. Um, so, you know, she's here now. Uh, she said something. So, Becky, say hello officially. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I'm giggling because I just hear my nephews like rattling. <laughs> and then we have, of course, Adriana. Adriana, say hello to Hello, us. everyone. And it's always interesting because every time we're about to introduce Becky, she pipes in and says something. So, everybody missed her. So, she's back now. So, how are you, everyone? I don't They're... always pipe up and say something. Usually, though, I think at this point, we have to start doing our intros, like, hey, everyone, welcome back to the Auto Context Podcast. Becky, say hi. <laughs> so that we work head on the curve. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay. All right. Um, I, uh, just to kind of get through some small talk here, uh, instead of bashing Becky, because she's going to die of, of giggling. And we don't need that. Like, wait till the end of the podcast, then you can die. Well, don't really do that because people are are here for you most of the time now. Uh, I'm tired. I'm very tired. Um, so this morning, my husband had a flight out of Orlando International about 7 a.m. Uh, to go, because basically he's traveling to his country to go see his family for three weeks. So where Adrian knows where I live in that distance right there. 7 a.m. is his flight. So we had to leave my house at 4 o'clock to make sure we got there. He had time to check in, all, all this stuff, because Orlando International never sleeps. Like, there's never a time where it's not busy, ever. The parking lot at fucking 5 a.m. is near packed already. And there's three terminal parking lots at this point. Anyway, um, the night before, I stayed up pretty late. Um, I woke up early. I tried to stay up as long as I could throughout the day because I knew we were going to be going to sleep early. Come about 4.30, I was like, nope, fuck yeah, I'm taking a nap, but it's okay. I love to sleep, so I'll be able to go to bed early. Uh, I told my husband, I was like, I would like to wake up probably about 6, no later than 6.30. It's almost 8 o'clock. He wakes me up. I'm like, what What the hell, man? He's like, oh, I thought you were have your alarm. No, that's blank. So, you know, that was a whole thing in itself. He goes to bed at 10. I decided I just couldn't lay down. So I got on my computer to play games. Um, I was on, I was watching a, a streamer on their Twitch and interacting with them. Um, and then I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna drink an energy drink and I'm just going to stay awake the entire time. Cause we're gonna have to get up at 3, 3.30 anyway. So I'm just gonna stay up. That lasted till about 1.45, and I was like, I, ha I can't, I can't do it. And I knew I was going to regret it. 
here comes three o'clock or three thirty in the morning. My husband, it took take, blah, it took him four attempts to get me to finally get up and awake. Apparently, he had to use my government name to wake me up because he was like, "Wife, wife, shaking me, give me hugs and kiss." According, according to him, trying to wake me up so gently that he's just like, "Ashley, Ryan, how dare you use my government name?" <laughs> um, that's what woke me up. Um, go to the airport, take him there. I brought an energy drink with me, but I just never opened it. Came back home. Uh, couldn't go to sleep until almost 8 o'clock. Woke up probably about noon. Uh, sometime, like about 3 o'clock, I decided I was going to take a nap again. Woke up at 5. And, yeah, here I am again. My my sleep schedule is a little, little fucked up. But I'm, and I know I'm staying up late tonight because I'm stalking my husband's flight and um his flight where right now our time is like eight o'clock his flight's gonna be landing for him uh around 11 11 30 for us and he's like seven hours ahead so he's in the future which is which is cool um so yeah that's that's what's going on with me and um whoever wants to do small talk next because well you know what um adrian raised his hand so becky you're next um you do some small talk i'm gonna go get me another drink um, no, no, Adrian, go ahead. Wow. Please go uh, ahead. No, 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 This is my, this is the episode where I am hosting, and I declare the rules. Becky, you're first. Adrian raised his hand. I don't want it. Adrian, go ahead. Adrian? Adrian? Yes, yes, yes. I'll gladly take this over. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I am on vacation. Um, after about two years uh, with my company, my, uh, my boss demanded, nay asked, me to take a vacation. So I have seven days of nothing to do. No, originally I was gonna leave town and just uh, go get some personal stuff taken care of, um, but I decided against it. I'll stay home, work on my home, and just kind of recharge my batteries. I've been, I've been doing this crazy job for almost three years. I love what I do, but now I think I need some time to just work on my home, work on me, and do this relaxing thing these crazy kids are doing nowadays that I've been hearing so much about. Um, sleeping and I don't know adventures yeah I'm actually do that so I'm looking at St. Augustine I'm looking at Daytona Beach I'm looking maybe um, Tampa just a couple spots I want to just go and spread my wings and see what's out there of course I have to be careful because I'm a black guy and in horror movies the black guy dies first so I really have to be careful with my travels so I figure I do a show today show tomorrow and then hop on the road and you know stay at hotels and see what happens but uh, that's the extent, that's the crux of my uh, day so far. So now I will lob the ball over to Becky and uh, let's see what's going on in her life these days. Um, just lots and lots of work on my end. Um, I'm lucky if I can leave work on time these days. It's very rare. Um, my mother-in-law is coming up this week. So um, that's gonna be interesting. Very, very interesting. So excited. Um, so I won't really be available much after Wednesday because Thursday my wife wants to have us time and then we might be going on adventures on Thursday and then she's going to want to go on adventures with her mom on Saturday. And I'm just like, <laughs> but <laughs> That's that's about the extent of my excitement. Like, I'm not cool like you two. I don't know what sleep is half the time. <laughs> oh, um, 
just video games and trying to relearn how to draw and get myself to actually do that kind of thing again for the first time in a very long time. Not bad. Now, something something that might uh, interest you a little bit or scare you, whichever comes first, the month of August, um, I will be in your neck of the woods. You need to let me know. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you're going to be in Becky's neck of the woods and you guys don't at least just meet up to hang out and just do a podcast in live. Like do, you, like, do you want with you guys just sitting down together? Even just either way. You don't even get to see Becky when you're there, like, zoned. Zoned. Well, I mean, depending upon her schedule and, 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 and where in that area I will be, so we can definitely go from there. So, you know, so pretty much we're looking at... Uh, I am thinking about maybe the second week of August. Uh, maybe like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, so we should tell you, I'm currently working on all the details with that. So, you know, to uh, go to your neck of the woods, see you, say hi, be bitten, and come back home will be very entertaining. So is that from like the 6th to the 12th, second week of August, or? Yes, it is. I don't have a car that week. <laughs> <laughs> My mom got rear-ended, and her car is going to the shop on the 8th, and she's not getting back till the 12th. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, if I do make one, if I do make my way over there, I mean, I'll have a car with me. So more than I'll be, I'm more than happy to take you and your wife out to lunch and stuff like that, and we can talk mad mess about uh, you know about Ashley and yeah, it'd be great. Speaking of Ashley, so hey, um, other than that, yeah, this this is my plan for the month of August. Uh, it'd, it'd be great to meet one of our other uh, hosts of the show. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I think um, it'll be great to get the the rabies bite out of the way. Get that done and over with. Um, no, that'd be really cool. Like, obviously, I'm very happy. Uh, obviously, I'm also jealous because I miss Becky, and it's been like six years since we've seen each other in person last about seven. about six, six seven years. So it's been a long time. Becky's gonna be flying down like uh, February to come see me. Uh, I wish I wish I had the PTO because my was my husband on his vacation for three weeks all i think is man i could just get and go and even just flying up there for like three days i would do it but i have no pto left for the year after my postponed concert and i'm still not sure if i'm going to las vegas in november or january so but um all i can tell myself it's like it's soon it's the it's coming like february is coming and it's closer all that fun stuff. So that would be cool. Um, you guys are going to get to hang out and whatnot. And uh, make sure you to protect yourself, Adrian. Actually, if you really don't want to get bitten by Becky, have a bottle of Gatorade ready. Any particular brand of Gatorade? Because normally I have maybe like, you know, like the Fruit Crunch or, or like the Glacier Freeze. But I want to make sure I have uh, the right kind just in case. Just, just Gatorade. All that needs to be is a Gatorade bottle. Uh, with Gatorade liquids inside of it, and you just have the cap off, and Becky approaches you, and her, and you see her teeth, you're just like, back demon. Gotcha. <laughs> Basically, Gatorade is like holy water to Becky. Or this is, a, this is a proven scientific fact. Or you can offer a peace offering, so you can either choose violence, where I will attack, or a peace offering. Peace was never an option. <laughs> the peace offering would be a chocolate chip cookie. I will bring a whole bag of chocolate chip cookies for protection. It's nobody uh, ever wants to do my ideas. 
Because actually, I think the only person that's ever survived that is you. <laughs> and we're so not going to touch that one, folks. So uh, the uh, the topic for today, my lovely people, is I have a couple of questions for you. Now, of course, not to turn into too dramatic or anything um, like we did last week. Last week was a pretty good show. Um, we got, we, got, we, we got a very good turnout for that. A whole lot of people enjoyed that. So... And we'll kind of go around the room. I'll start with uh, Ashford, and then we'll go on over to Becky and see what happens. I'm all about family, which everybody should be. But, of course, extenuating circumstances are what they are. Sometimes family aren't all what they cracked up to be. Mine is different. I'm very close with my family, and we have disagreements. It is what it is. So my question to you, not to give away too much, because I'm a very private kind of guy, if you help out your family out of a situation and they do the same for you, but yet they still keep in contact with the with the the person that you know that did the offense. Would they be in the right or in the wrong in your eyes? Meaning, they really you know the person that the person that uh, hurts you, I guess, is someone very close to you, but yet your family still has ties with them. I mean, so what would your opinion be about that? And I apologize, my dear audience, it's rather vague, but you guys can kind of connect the dots. Well, so for the most part, uh, Becky and I had a little bit more of context than uh, for, because obviously Adrian has his privacy, which we should all respect to an extent, of course. Um, but no, so for my opinion on that, it's very, so from how the situation was explained to me, uh, you are in the right. The only thing, because I feel like it's very hypocritical um, that, because I think everyone should be able to make their choices. Everyone should be able like so for example um the three of us were friends let's say becky and i have a falling out and becky and i are just like you know go fuck yourself um i wouldn't expect you to choose between us or like you know you can still maintain your friendship with becky and um and like it's just we just won't be in the same podcast together it would be that kind of situation i won't know want to know about her or anything like that um but of course now there's the next step is now what exactly happened between us um did becky decide to change the game and try to steal my man um that there's there's a whole bunch of different scenarios so basically there's no black and white it's everyone has their own moral level of like what they're willing to put up with and not so the situation how you explain it to me uh where someone the person said they don't see how they are in, like you know they don't see anything wrong with that that's where i have a problem with it you can't there's no way i mean even even if you have like a teaspoon of emotional capabilities you know on some level it is wrong um at least admit to it it's like hey um i know it sucks for you and any of the people that this affected but I truly see this person as someone else. And we had our own conversation about this. Like they know that I didn't approve of what they did, but they've been part of my life and they're part of my life because of this other thing that I can't just cast them out, even though what they did deeply hurt you. Uh, it's a really difficult situation for me. But that can be an adult conversation. That's kind of like owning it up. And then that'll be up to you if you're okay with it or not. But for me, that would be I, like if I was in your shoes, I wouldn't be happy about it, but at least they were grown up enough to admit, like they acknowledge the hurt and things, but they also spoke their piece, like 
I'm sorry that this is how you feel. I don't like this. I don't like that this happened to you, but these are my feelings and why I just can't let this person go. Um, and like, kind of like, so that's my feel for it. So as of right now, you're definitely in the right. I would think the only way the situation could get better is if the person kind of just at least owned up to like, hey, I know it's wrong, but A, B, and C, why this is happening. Not just the, didn't do anything to me. That's that's like a high school, middle schooler kind of answer. And it's, that's really childish. And I don't like that. Let's see, with, with my whole thing on it, and of course, I'm going to add in a disclaimer. Um, this is neither fish nor fowl. Um, I'm very, very tight with my family. So things happen. It is what it is. You know, you know, life is too short. We continue to love each other as a family and just disagreements happen. So obviously, I'm not putting anyone on blast. This is mainly just, you know, hypothetical situation, difference of opinion, and just want to make sure, you know, all stones are, are turned, you know, all, all different viewpoints are there, because this is neither about right or wrong. So um, I will hand it over to, to Big Time Bex, I hand it over to Becky, and if she has any questions, or if anybody has any questions, of course I'll answer anything, but I'm just looking for just different viewpoints, and that can be spun off on just another topic as well. So I have been in a similar situation. Um, I've been that family member who's So this is where my feelings come from in the matter. My brother's baby mama was my best friend. She was my best friend. She was my sister. Like we were thick as thieves. Um, this was before I met Ashley and stuff. Um, Ashley's heard about her and she knows why this might be a bit of a touchy subject for me. We were thick as thieves. Um, she lost my brother. And I was told you can still have a relationship with her. But knowing the pain that she put my brother through and how he, she, the things that she did to him, I could not in good faith keep a relationship with her. So even though I viewed her as a sister, I viewed her as one of my good friends, like we were I would drop and run for her like I did everything for her and she did the same for me for a while there after she hurt my brother I was like no fuck you like there's plenty of you out there but there's only one of my brother like I don't see people as a brother I I'll be like oh yeah you're like a brother to me but I wouldn't drop and run for them I wouldn't punch them because they're doing an idiotic thing I wouldn't do a lot of things for other people that I would do for my brother or for Ashley. Like those are very high standards I have where unless Chris, you are literally my brother who's been there with me through everything or Ashley, who's been there for me through everything, no matter what you hurt one of them, you're gone. You're out of my life. It's my loyalty. It's where I stand. But I can never look at my brother and go, she hurt you. She didn't hurt me. It's fine. I don't care. That's on you, boy. I'm going to keep her in my life. No, I just, I think it's wrong. I think it's a cop out. Um, my brother's 
dated, been engaged to a lot of people who I was very close to. But when that relationship ended, I picked my brother Hmm. every time. So to be like, well, I've got this person relationship. Like it's hard. It is hard, but like it's sacrifice, but I can't imagine. I don't know. It's just one of those things where like, I, there has been a chance for me to like reconnect with some my brother's exes because like we were close we were friends we developed the relationship outside of their relationship with my brother but i feel like that'd be a betrayal of my brother so i just i couldn't do it and i don't understand fully why other people can do it besides being selfish but to ever say they didn't hurt me the way that they hurt you so it doesn't affect me watching my brother get hurt hurts me therefore they hurt me because they hurt my brother and no one can hurt my brother but me right and interesting that's an interesting viewpoint because i've i've had this same train of thought for many many years and of course once again it's not about it's, you know, it's not about you know bashing the other person it's about, it's about looking at different viewpoints so i look at it from the other side and I'm like, okay, well, of course, you know, they didn't do anything to me, so why should it matter to me? And then for me, that's when it stops. I'm like, okay, well, that's my family versus an outsider coming into our lives. It's an outsider, period. End of story. It's just an outsider. You know, so no matter what, family's family, no matter, no matter what you think or no matter what you feel about them. So that situation has bothered me for many, many years, but of course... You know, like I said before, time heals all wounds, you know, but it's still more of a confusion than it is a frustrating. It's more confusing than it is hurting. It's more confusing than it is anything else. So I'm still trying to compartmentalize that. And uh, Ashley, what are your thoughts on that some more, you know, as I sit back and I listen to you know, different viewpoints? Again, it comes with a lot of experience. Uh, of course, I've gone through a lot of betrayals in my life. And it just goes back to everyone has their preferences and they have their own line of what they're willing to do and not and who they're going to let it cross. Um, like, for instance, like I've been in a tough, tough situation with my own family. Um, like the only brother I'm very close with, he hasn't made a lot of great decisions within the last like five, six years. Um, and unfortunately, it's affected many people, his, his kids. Um, and my, my sister-in-law, all, the, all this stuff. And, but as much as like it hurt a lot of people, I still st- stood by his side of like he, him and I have had several conversa- conversations like I, he knows that I didn't respect what he was doing. Uh, he knows, all, he knew all my thoughts and, and things about it, but we're still close simply because he's like my person. Um, I was at Becky because he's, him and I are very much alike down to a T and to me he's also like the closest thing I have to my dad on top of it and I also had this conversation with my sister-in-law and my uh my nephews and niece and all that and because I talked to them oh my god take your fucking ball I'm sorry if my dogs keep rolling their toy underneath my desk and they'll pitch a fit because they can't get to it uh so but I still have a really great relationship with my sister-in-law and 
and the kids and all that because they're all the majority of them are adults now and like we've had mature conversations where they understand my my side of it they understand their and i understand their side of it i don't try to push anything i don't try to say you guys should totally do this or that i don't try to get in the middle of it it's not my business if they want to talk to me about things i will and my only feedback would be do you want me to say something for you or and they said no i'm okay i'm like all right respect and that's how i maintain it um so but they see my point of view and i see their point of view so it's that mutual understanding like there are a lot of people that have been hurt in the mix uh, and it makes things very very fragile but i'm fortunate enough that i'm in a position where i'm not involved with all the issues that's been going on but I'm not picking sides either, but I do have my own moral standpoint and everyone is aware of that, including my brother and, but that doesn't affect our relationship. Uh, he just knows like, like boundaries I have set as well. Um, but for the most part, as Becky said, it's like, there's very few people I am very close to. And at that point, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, you know, you cross that line. Like if someone hurt Becky, if, you know, like my husband, like there's a few people that if you fuck them over, you hurt them, you make them cry in any way. Um, Becky knows very clearly how far I'm willing to go to be psycho. And, and Adrian, I don't know if I told you this or not, but I'll tell you off the podcast because for legal purposes, I am not going to discuss it on the podcast. And you guys think I'm joking like I normally do. I'm actually serious. For legal purposes, I will not discuss uh, things I have done on the podcast, uh, clearly, because you never know if it's ever going to reflect back to me. Um, but Becky is very, very clear, and Becky's wife, Nikki, <laughs> uh, got a got a little snippet of it too. And she thought um, she was joking. I kept looking at her, saying, "Stop! You need as, to stop." As it kept evolving, like her, her uh, Nikki's face was like, "Oh, what have I done?" So none of it was reflecting on Nikki. It was regarding a situation. And because Becky's my best friend slash sister, Nikki has also been conjoined with that. Like Nikki is my, I see her as my sister-in-law. I see her as a friend. And if you hurt her, you're hurting Becky and then you're fucking with me. So um, at any time, like um, there's, there's words that are known to like, you know, actually go for it. I'm like, all right. So um, again, just goes back to everyone's standpoint views. I always think things can be solved with communication. Um, I'm always a big communication person, and, but you're also entitled to, you don't want to communicate with someone. Someone hurts you and you're like, I want nothing to do with you. Please never talk to me again. But that person wants closure. Fuck your closure. I am choosing to not talk to you. I, okay. But if there's like disagreement stuff, communication, wanting to understand each other, communication. Sometimes you're not always going to meet an agreement but I always try to encourage communication and just try to see the other person's view, even though you may not understand it or you may not agree with it, you can at least see their perspective and you handle it like adults. It's either you split ways or you figure out a way to make it work. Of course, and I agree. I mean, it's always, you know, I can agree to disagree, especially when it comes to family stuff. And that's no problem whatsoever. I try looking at the other side for many, many years. But once again, I couldn't, whether it be just my personality, whether it be just, 
I don't know, it's just because I'm an idiot, but you know, I just try to see both sides of it. But this one, unfortunately, I can't see, but it is what it is, you know. So that was just my question on that one. And uh, I don't want to spend the whole entire time talking about that particular topic, it's just what it is. Um, and I will ask my dear Bex if she had anything on her mind as I put her on the spot and watch her eyes get really big when I focus on her. See, there she is. There it goes right there. She's like, I'm, yep, yep, perfect. I was waiting for that one. So, uh, <laughs> but go ahead, please. Go ahead. Um, like, on my mind about the subject or just in general? No, no, just in general. What I want to do is I want to try to keep everything flowing. I don't want to spend a whole hour talking about one particular topic and have us beaten into the ground, so... Um, unfortunately, when I say I'm like a raccoon, I'm like a raccoon. It's no thought, just do. I, <laughs> so, I had to I'm do it just great. to be silly. I, I, I had to I'm do it. Right? When somebody like nudges me into a direction, because I've got five million different thoughts, but the second I'm called on to, they go poof. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the little bean is right away. <laughs> It's not squirrels, because at least squirrels, you can watch it tippity-skip. No, it, they're, they're, they're the little bandits that go poof. Yeah, like, they so, freeze for a second, you're like, okay, I pick up, it's gone. Yeah, see, of course, that's, always, just, a that's, that's always a beautiful thing. But, um, no, I just kind of started thinking and stuff, and, um, I don't know. No. I really don't know. I don't know anything. I've just been thinking about the drawing and listening to what everybody's been saying and stuff. Have you ever noticed that as we get older, things that we used to be really passionate about as a kid, we almost pinpoint a moment in time when we stop being passionate about it or we stop being good at something that we used to be really freaking good at? And then you oh. try back to it and then you're like... Oh shit, I'm not as good as I used to be. I know how to do it, but I can't make my hand do it. I know how to, but my hand doesn't remember. That can go in so many different directions. So I'll hand that to Ashley for a second and then I'll comment on it. <laughs> Giggity. Um, so actually, prime example, it's funny because Becky and I just talked about this uh, the other day. We were, we were gaming and we were talking, we were actually talking to Sarah too. And I shared a story, so with Becky, drawing and she's streaming and she's streaming it so we were talking while we're watching her do this um and i don't know how it, it got to that but basically talked about how i used to be very good at drawing to to an extent so no i wouldn't say professionally anything like that but i was very decent uh adrian what adrian um it, becky is pointing at is things i've actually drawn for her when i was a teenager and i gave them to her because her and i used to exchange letters even though we communicate on the internet every day, we, we, we talked on the phone until the sun came up, uh, whenever we didn't have school the next day, we still just wrote letters and sent each other stuff just because it was fun. And I'd send, I would send her drawings, and she would send me drawings, poems, et cetera, et cetera. And, but, so I would keep all of my drawings. I had sketchbooks, notebooks, things, and milk, and milk crates, because that's just what we had. And I had them underneath my bed. Um, and no, no, I'm sorry. They weren't in milk crates anymore. Uh, they were, and then I guess I think my mom needed them. But either way, like mute point. Your mom needed They're, them, so you gave them up. So all your stuff was sitting in a cardboard box. Yeah, every, and no, it wasn't even sitting in a cardboard box. It was just sitting under the bed on the floor itself. Uh, I lived in kind of a not really great household. Again, I 
I came up from a uh, lower middle class, so it wasn't like the best of health, where I had an AC in my room through the window. That, win- that window unit, it leaked. And it went under, and of course, where my bed was, uh, all that water leaked and destroyed all of my notebooks. Like, they completely, like, soaked up all that water. And, because it was bad. It wasn't just, like, it was a, it was a very massive leak. Um, and it, like, destroyed something in me. It was just so much work I had put into these um, books. So much I had done. And it just, like, it just it extinguished a flame I had about it, and I no longer was drawing. And I remember talking to Becky about how devastated I was, and Becky being supportive, like, you know, it's okay, you can always do it again. Um, this is a great opportunity for you to make more. I was like, I don't think I can. I don't have it in me. And Becky's just being supportive, like, I, I, you can do it, you can do it. Um, as, you know, like, of course, that's what she's doing for me. And, but I, 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 it wasn't me digging my feet in the ground just to, like, you know, despite Becky. It was, I really had no passion to draw anymore. And, and even after a day of us talking about it, because it was the day after, because you went MIA, and then you were like, hey, I went MIA, this is why. I do remember being, like, for, like, a good hour we were talking. I was like, you can do it again. There, your voice, there, something in your voice where I was just like, it's gone. Yeah, and I was probably like 15 or 16 when this happened. And yeah, it just killed something in me where I'm like, I, because so, not going to it, but I had a very, I went through a lot of trauma growing up and I don't want to sound like every other person on TikTok and social media, everyone knows it, you know, uh, belittle anyone that has it, but I went through a lot of shit. And so I only had very, so few outlets uh, because I didn't get into drinking and drugs uh, as many would when they went through a lot of shit. And so that was one of my avenues and it was gone. And I was like, I just can't, I can't do it again. And so now if you ask me to draw something, it comes out horrible. I, I, I can draw a stick person and even then the lines are shaky, but I do love to color. So that kind of is like a little middle ground for me where, uh, and I can color pretty decently. I can color in between the lines and I can do some really good shading and mixing the colors and stuff. I'm, uh, so that, I guess that's like kind of like a middle ground that I came up to, and I started coloring again a, a handful of years ago, and it does help with my anxiety. So I like to do that. But yeah, that's that's something that happened to me, where it's just yeah, as Becky was talking, that you just kind of give something up, and that you're super passionate about, and you can di- that's that's a clear example of I pinpoint even in that moment, it's like bookmarked that day. Uh, mental calendar note like on this day my part of my soul had died and among other things I wasn't really passionate about a lot of stuff uh, I kind of where Adrian and I talked about this last episode I believe or the episode before that I'm, I'm a masking person I've never really fit in with anybody so I didn't really have a lot of things to be passionate about because if I did start having a passion about something I usually got made fun of it or belittled for it and I dropped them so basically most of my like my childhood is just being a kid playing toys and barbies as a teenager uh it was drawing to a point then it was reading and just basically talking to becky becky was basically platonic like one of my passions is just talking to becky because she was an outlet for me and she was a best friend for me 
Um, but I've learned passions of mine as I became an adult. And so I've discovered things I really like. And I kind of, and so I try to explore them when I can. Oh, one, of my, one of the things I used to do is actually the same thing you and Becky did. Um, I did a whole lot of artwork. Um, I won a whole bunch of art contests, um, writing contests, poetry, short stories, you name it. I just do it because I really had, I wasn't really a people person, just like, just like most people. Um, I did art until I was in my early 20s. Um, I did this whole art portfolio thing. Uh, one of my closest people who I thought were my closest people, they saw my artwork and they looked at me and they're like, this isn't good. And that just murdered it right there. For years and years, I murdered it. And a person had good intentions when they said it, but they just didn't understand my work. So I kind of tucked it away, focused on being a family man and stuff like that, until right. recently I started picking it up again. You know, so now, during my adventures and vacation, I'm going to work on my paintings again. You know, do some more writing again, work on some more artwork again. Because uh, my mother was an artist. And so I wanted to pick up after her and try to redo that again. You know, I used to sketch scenery, people, all that fun stuff. But now I lost the, the, the work for it. So just like Ashley said, if, I mean, I can draw a stick man. I can draw a sandwich. But people and places and scenery, I can't do that anymore. So I need to pick back up and work on that. So that's something that uh, I'll be doing eventually here in the next couple of days. Yeah. I said that, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think kind of as we get older and stuff, even just as kids, um, I grew up where it was always sports. If you weren't a sports person or anything like that, you were getting picked on really, really bad. Um, I can honestly say that it's kind of funny thinking about it, like all these people being like, oh, arts, screw the arts and stuff, yet everything is art. Our entertainments, our, our clothing, our rooms, everything involves art of some level. And one thing that I really do admire about this generation, like Gen Z and stuff, is like, kids don't get picked on for drawing as much anymore. Kids don't get picked on for doing music. Kids don't really get picked on for any of the stuff that when Ashley and I were growing up, and when you were growing up too, Adrian, we got bullied and ridiculed really bad for drawing, for watching anime, for watching a certain type of movie, for not being sportsy, not being peppy, not being part of a clique where I'm noticing- fashionable fashionable where I'm noticing a lot more which I've got to give these kids credit where credit is due like they're shitheads they fucking suck half the time but they're more accepting of each other while also being very kiddish mm. like that maliciousness that teenagers have that you're just like I want to smack it out of you you little <laughs> shit but when it's pointed in something where they're passionate about they can go really far like I gotta give them credit for credits too yeah and I understand that I mean you know always wish that you know that we didn't have bullies back then because life would have been so much more simple um, but yeah nowadays they don't have that anymore now, Ashley and I talked about oh, it, but, but, but not as bad as we had it back then. 
Oh, no, 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 no. no. Hold on, hold on. We're not going to compare traumas. That's that's not okay. <laughs> well, um, I was going to say they've got it just as bad. It's just in a different way. Right. I was going to say I, that, but yes. Like, yeah, you're right. I think it, it goes by generation because every generation grows up differently in their own way. So the bullying is subject to its generation. So it's never a great thing to compare. Oh, it was worse for me. Like, I'm not going to do that. Becky, we had a conversation about that not too long ago. We're not going to compare this shit. I'm being good. I'm You're being good, but I'm stopping it now. So, okay. We've, we've all been through some shit, all right? We've seen some, some things, man. Um, but continue, Adrian. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, 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 I wasn't trying to uh, compare traumas or anything. It's just that I was going to agree with Becky, but saying, you know, each generation's uh, bullying is different. You know, because back then, I can only say for myself that it was visual. It was, hey, you know, you're wearing this. You know, you don't have new clothes. Or, hey, you look like this. You know, Adrian, your glasses or your afro or the way you talk. Stuff like that. Ash is yelling, yelling at her dogs, not me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, they're all getting picked on for similar things, like, oh, you're either too nerdy or something about each other where it's, they're picking on it. In your generation, Adrian, for example, you could escape it. If you're getting picked on at school, you'd go home, turn on the TV or play games or whatever, and you'd be escaped it. Ashley and I grew up where Facebook, MySpace, and all that was starting to really become a thing. My mom didn't know how to handle my bullying. She had no idea how severe it was until she got access. She was like, let me see your computer. I was like, okay, here. She's like, these people are vicious. I was like, I know, that's why I only talk to Ashley. (laughs) I'm not putting myself out there for these people. Like, as Ashley and I grew up, we started growing up where it was everywhere. Didn't matter where you went, what you did, it was there. These kids now, it is social media. It is text message. It's anything they say, do. It could be something that they said when they were five. It's coming up when they're 18 because everything's being documented now. So I think the bullying, it changes over time, but at the same time, at its core, it's still the same. It makes me think like, it kind of goes back to the whole it being unfair like becky is aware of like a lot of my childhood and how my relationship with my parents is different from hers it's it's almost like kind of opposite of each other um so i was bullied a lot like i ran away i was bullied at school and i was bullied at home that's how bad it was and i remember a lot of times like if like when we're talking about like exploring passions i remember being like preteen, early teen, like 13, 14, trying to experiment with makeup. And clearly being, like, I grew up being a tomboy. My mom was a tomboy, so she never really did. She did makeup like when she was young in the dating game, but that was about it. But she never taught me how to do anything. No one, I didn't have a female role model. And so I would try, obviously, in just at home, like trying eyeshadows and stuff, and clearly things just didn't look good. And... I remember my parents and my brother just laughing about it instead of my mom being like, hey, you know, that, you know, clearly it's funny. It's funny in the moment because I probably look like a clown or something. Instead of like just doing doing that and then like, hey, let me show you how this you can work. Because my mom knew how to do makeup, at least to a point where it could look nice or highlight my eyes. But 
never did that. And I remember then I started doing the, you know, raccoon eyes. Like I would do my, uh, it was like a cheap Maybelline uh, eyeliner and I would do it like, um, like on both my eyelids, like upper and lower and kind of give me a, rac- a raccoony look. And that was kind of the trend back then anyway, but I remember just being teased by, oh, you just look like a raccoon. Oh, you look like this. I got picked on at school and by my own family. Um, to the extent my dad would laugh about things, but he didn't go into it. He was joking. But my brother and my mom were just kind of really brutal about it. And no one ever tried to make it better for me. It was, they always talked about my weight. Um, but they didn't try to help me, like, to lose it. They didn't try to motivate me. I just talked about how fat I was. And, uh, or I was, I'd be lucky if I would just flip burgers at a local fast food restaurant. Um, not really, it would just be criticized, bully, but never try to attempt to make it better or try to help me. And then when I seeked help, it was, I was always pushed away and I stayed secluded in my room, AKA always on the computer and talking with Becky. And then everyone made fun of me because I never came out of my room. It's like, what did you want from me? <laughs> I come out of my room, you either tell me to go back to my room so no, there's just no problems or like it's just arguments or something or just stay in my room so I, like I don't have to worry about getting my brother pissed off or something and so when I started working and I started getting out of my room more because a lot I'm like working working I have to leave my room and people would make fun of me it's like oh she exists we forgot she exists and it's just dude I couldn't catch a break about it I hated it um and school just I remember walking into a cafeteria and there's this group of like boys that would just do like barking sounds and animal no- and it sucked. So I'm like, what what the fuck did I do to, to these people to just be the, the subject of being the bully? Um, I wasn't the pretty girl. I wasn't in any clubs or anything, but man, I was nice. I did well with my grades. Um, I wasn't the super fashionable. I would just have jeans and t-shirts. That's what I would wear, but nothing that was like, I mean, I showered and my clothes were clean and all that. So it just kind of goes back to where it leads to a lot of other thoughts, where my beliefs and where, who I am as an adult today, that it's like, that's just not cool that this just happens to kids. And there's kids out there that's been done far worse too. Uh, I'm just thinking to myself is like, that just wasn't fair to me that like no one really gave me the chance to even try to be good at anything. So I try, if I tried something, I get pushed down. Um, I try to be good at school. I would just have people push me down and I would be terrified to, to show off a project or anything because I would just be made fun of and teachers hardly did shit back then. Um, so it wasn't the whole, you know, where Becky's mom's like, where she didn't understand it, but she kind of saw things and she started understanding it. My mom didn't care to deal with that stuff. If I tried talking to her about it, it was, you know, deal with it. Like, whatever, you're just a teenager. It's not even your whole life, all, all that all that stuff. And so now, um, I, everyone knows I have my jokes. I am jokingly mean sometimes, but I've always put it out there. If I ever say or do anything that someone does not like, I am very... Um, passionate about please tell me because everything I do is out of fun and love for you if I am being if I'm joking with you and being you know friendly mean with you it means I care about you and I'm just super polite and show all the respect in the world and treat you just like another human being and that's it 
you're just a neutral person to me or I don't know you but whatever but uh, my co-workers friends everything's just like please always tell me if I said or did something that poked at something that you didn't that was insecure you don't like and I always respect that because I never want to come off as a bully and when I see bullies I kind of like give it to them like uh now physically I would love to do that but I don't want to go to jail um but I stand very proud against that I hate bullies I cannot stand them and uh I, if I could rid the world of them I would in a heartbeat well, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from, and uh, I do feel bullied um, by Becky, because um, I know when I see her, she's going to attack me, and uh, I'm very fragile, and, and I'm going to fall down in a fetal position, and I'm going to cry immensely when, I, when she runs up to me and, and, and she attacks my leg. Um, so hopefully, Ashley, you're going to protect me. And, uh... No, Becky wanting to attack you is a sign that like she likes you as a friend. Like she approves of the friendship. Like I she... when I first met her. <laughs> like yeah, literally, <laughs> nearly every time. Only one time that we've seen each other for the first time. Um, like it was, and that's because I surprised her. And I you threw had to get help. You had to get help for it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I had to get help for it. Um, but. Yeah, the very, very first time Becky and I met, we literally ran to each other and like we slammed in each other so hard that and Becky basically slammed in me harder because I was the one nearly falling backwards, but we nearly just pummeled to the ground. Um, and then Becky has snuck up and attacked me in the airport uh, to surprise me and so on and so forth. So that is like a rite of passage and I will not protect you from it. Sorry. Now, now for my listeners and out there. And the truck there, wasn't even fully stopped either. My mom still talks about to this day the truck was not fully stopped. I saw Ashley and I got out and I ran. Yeah. And Ashley had 0.5 seconds to turn. <laughs> now, see, for our <laughs> listeners out here, eventually we will hop on Twitch and uh, you will see our facial expressions. And uh, Becky's facial expressions was a thing of beauty because she had this rabid, rabid, fierce scary look on her eyes when uh, I talked about her attacking me and yes yes uh, we will see that you, you guys will see that eventually when it when it happens and uh, you will share the same fear as I do but uh, yes it's, it's it's a tremendous thing um, yeah we've definitely covered a lot <laughs> a lot today and uh, yeah trust me we're not going anywhere yet I just, just want to say we covered a lot and of course I do appreciate the uh, different viewpoints on, on a couple of things because once again we were all bullied and we all go through different types of things i can go for hours about what i was bullied on and yeah and of course how it shapes us into into who we are today and i'm just glad that you know us three haven't turned out to be serial killers or anything because our bullying was pretty goddamn bad so that you can prove let me tell you what um with how badly i was bullied um this after one of the mass shootings and stuff my mom was like i don't understand i don't understand i looked there i said mom if we had a gun i would have been that kid oh same here and i think that really hit home for her when she finally understand and sympathize a little bit i was like i would have been that kid i was like i almost went to school with butcher knives i was perfectly okay with the idea of mutilizing like these people because one thing that will always stick with me i was in seventh grade and um 
we were sitting in art class and stuff this was after a um presentation on bowling and stuff and one of the girls said and she was one of the popular ones she was like one of the head honchos of the bowling club but she said something that i always found wrong is that when i pick on somebody it's not because i feel inferior it's because it's fun hmm. I see. so i think that's the big thing is stop lying kids stop lying to them stop making it so that they're like oh this person's got it worse than you that's why they're bullying you that's maybe 25 percent of the time the other 75 percent of the time it's because they're just fucking assholes beat the shit out of them move on have a great rest of your day but you can't beat anybody because if you lay hands on somebody you're wrong even though you have conversations with them and they tell from the teachers yes i understand what i do is wrong i'll stop doing it and then they do it again because they know all that they're gonna do is get spoken to but god forbid you're like me you punch the kid in the fucking diaphragm so hard that they lose their breath on their lungs and then you're the one sitting in the principal's office getting told can't be doing that you're gonna get suspended and you look at the teacher and say suspend me i don't care now see this is why i am terrified of Becky. This is why I'm terrified. Just a couple of reasons. Uh, and of course, it's also, it's the wonderful karma that takes effect on all these bullies. And you see them years later. You know, they may be 50 pounds overweight with 15 children and stuff like that. And, you know, and they still try to relive out their high school days and stuff like that just tickles me a little bit. But yeah, I definitely love seeing that karma takes care of bullies because I've seen quite a bit when I moved back to my area and people will approach me and say, you look just like you did back in back in junior high and high school. I'm like, yep, you look like you with gray missing hair and children pulling at your legs and, you know, you're riding in your heart, you know, and you're messed up uh, Trans Am. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a wonderful thing. Of course, My dog keeps making a very annoying sound with a toy. It's not the squeaking, it's um, the crunchy the nylon. It's not even crunchy. It's basically it's rubber, and he's chewing on it, so it's making that rubber sounds. Oh. So I am just like I have to keep snapping. Um, like you guys can see. Mm. <laughs> She's uh, having doggo issues there in the background. So oh it's, my it's god, always oh, every fine. time. Um, it's weird for me because I've had people that were bullies to me, and I've come across them like not anywhere like recently but like probably when i was like around the ages of 18 to 20 because uh, i still lived in the area and i was bound to be see each other malls or something and they would try to talk to me and be nice and like oh yeah you look really nice. and i would give them the silent treatment and i was just like yeah or not really full silent. i'm like yeah i'm doing pretty good and I, w I wouldn't give them the time of day i would just walk away i didn't try to um have conversations i didn't try to be like how fucking dare you or even try to be like oh i can there's my chance to finally be friends to the people that were bullies to me um it's on that and then there's the dudes that were kind of bullies to me and they were fucking rude and like just horrible and then they're reaching out to me in my 18 to early 20s like let's hook up let's do something because granted i glowed up a little like oh I got out into the world and I started learning shit for myself and I met people that kind of helped me finally and I glowed up and so people were noticing this and they were like you know wanting to chat with me and do things I'm like no 
No, and you don't even look worth it. Like, at least if you were, like, super attractive and stuff, I'd be like, you know what, it's just a one wham-bam, thank you, ma'am kind of thing. Possibly. But you weren't even, they weren't even that level. I'm like, oh, no fucking way. I, I wouldn't waste, like, two seconds with you. Um, I just had to reiterate, because it just popped in my head. Like, because I was thinking about these girls that, because I remember running into the movie theater, and that's what I just talked about. One, like it was three girls one of the three girls I remember in middle school she this is like a really dirty thing um, she actually <laughs> pretended to try to be my friend and she was my friend she was actually very nice at least I thought so I, it, was, it wasn't like she was mean to me and then tried to be nice it was she always seemed very nice to me and she started talking to me more and getting to know me more and I also thought I was like oh wow I'm actually someone's actually trying to be my friend here and um and i don't know how but basically it got out the confession of like oh these it's these two guys i have a crush on and you know what she did she told the girls and the entire grade knew and they shoved that shit in my face really fucking fast and that was why like a first really big deep betrayal i was like wow that that really sucked um but yeah Fuck those people. Um, I'm in a better place, and I have no. For those I have no idea what a lot of these people are doing. Um, some of them I've seen glance of a uh, just because through mutual people on social media um, that happen to be friends with them because yeah, grew up in the same city, so you're bound to see images. A lot of them are the same thing. They're nurses. They have a bunch of kids, different baby daddies. Um, some seem to be living a good life some it's just like a repeat episode of drama and i'm just like i'm not really thinking about them i'm not like yes yes suffer or that's what you i don't it's just like i have a decent life uh for the most part i'm happy i've grown into who i am as a person more i have i've worn my boundaries i know who are my friends and who are not and i try not to dwell on anything else um, I like, it's okay to be angry in the moment, to be upset in the moment, but I try not to let it sit with me. Just let it hit my shoulder and roll off. Yeah, of course. So as the show comes to a close, I'm going to turn it over to Becky. Uh, any, any final thoughts before we uh, end this wonderful, uh, nice, comfortable show we just did? Um, I guess. <laughs> what was that about? Nothing. Uh, my uh, when you're done, I have something I want to say. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Um, the main thing is like sometimes you're not gonna understand why people do what they do, and I think that's very hard for some people to accept, especially me with my neurospiciness, because <laughs> I want to know why. I want to analyze. I want to know why, and then it's just one of those things where it's like, meh. Let it go, move on. After so long, it's not worth holding on to. It's not worth risking your own health for. Because um, I believe they say, like, if you hold grudges and stuff, you're more prone to, like, stomach ulcers and high blood pressure and blah, 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 blah. No, hold on to that grudge. But let it feel your fire in a way that makes you better. And in the end, I had to thank every bad thing that's happened in my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't be where I am right now, having a podcast with beautiful people and people who are psychotic and listen to the show. So, enjoy. Um, but 
That's the main thing. It's like, be angry. Allow yourself to anger. Just don't become them. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, my final word, and I'll turn it over to Ashley, is uh, don't be bitter, be better. And karma will take care of them. Um, I've been very fortunate enough to run into people who have done me wrong. And I have seen what karma has done to them. And I just smile. And that's all I do. I just smile. Um, I've been very blessed to be around people who karma has hit them really, really bad. And I don't have to go out of my way to make them look bad or say anything bad to them. Of course, in my 20s and my teens, I was, I, I wanted vindication. But now, as I get older, I sit back and I let, you know, and I let life take care of them. And I've recently seen it, and it's a beautiful thing. So I'll turn it over to Ashley. Those two, I wish I could find the quote. I was actually trying to find it um, not too long ago. But basically, it's a, like through things I've gone throughout my life uh, where I could easily turn into being a really piece of shit person and I could do a lot of bad things. Um, but I, I have gone through my own bad experiences and things I'm not proud of that I've done. And... But it basically, it's why I empathize with villains so much. The whole, yeah, obviously the bad boy thing, attractive as fuck and stuff. But I also love seeing the emotional turmoil. Like you can see why this person become a villain. It sometimes it's just they're psychopaths. They were born that way, and that's just what they are. But I like seeing the path of how they took it. Like what happened to them that it could be lost. It could be um, like they were bullied. It was a lot of things that would seem very unfair, and they're like, you know what, fuck you guys this is how I was treated, this is what I'm going to do with it. And sometimes there's a redemption of it, sometimes it's like they're aware of it, but in their own mind, like, they're what they're doing is right. There's a whole lot of different dynamic, dynamics to it, whereas it's heroes, it's always blah, 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 living my normal life, going to school, working my job. Oh no, I've been given a responsibility, and only I can do it. But I don't want the responsibility. I just want to be a normal person. Oh no, my love interest is now involved or a family member is now involved. I have to step up to the mantle and take on this responsibility and do this so I can save this one person because now it's personal. And then there we go, I'm now a hero. And now, you know, red, white, and blue, um, red, white, fuck yeah, what, what, however. But it's just always kind of the same dynamic with nearly almost, I'm not saying that all of them, but for the most part, I always do the same thing. It's pretty much the same cliche setup for a good person. Um, but again, with villains or the bad boys or the bad people, there's usually some type of more dynamics. It's not always the same story. It's not always the same cliche. There's different routes, avenues, rivers, everything that kind of flows differently. Um, it branches out differently and things are constantly changing and they can also change as a character. Um, sometimes they can be, uh, they, they can turn to be not maybe, at least, at least morally gray, or sometimes they can be turned to a good person, but it's cause like they learn the error. They're willing to make those changes. There's so much dynamic and growth that can be done with these people. Then there's the ones that you just can't change with, but that's why I side with them because I sympathize to an extent. Clearly, I'm not a villain. I would love to be, but given the opportunity, got a button to press. I can be a villain, take over the world. Boom, I'm doing it. No hesitation. So, yeah, those are my final thoughts. And because I know Adrian's going to want us to plug things, you can look me up as Ash Majestics on Instagram. 
You can actually add me on Twitch or follow me on Twitch. I haven't done any streaming yet. Becky and I are working on that now. Don't know when we're going to do our first stream or anything, but we are working on that. Um, yeah, TikTok, Ash Majestics. I don't post anything, but like I'm just just search Ash Majestics and you'll find me. Um, either try to, but Instagram is the one you're going to most likely talk to me on. Uh, it's still on private, but send me a message, send me a friend request. And we'll we'll see what goes on from there. Um, big time. Where can they find you if they want to interact with you? You can find me on Twitch, um, Rainbow Cupcake ninety five. I have been streaming a little bit more with Ashley's and my gameplay, so you can see the shenanigans off the show unfiltered. Um, you can also. I just made the account so. Bear with me, people. I'm not good at this stuff, um, but I did just make an Instagram account. It's Rainbow Cupcake 95, and I am the rabid raccoon that you will find. Um, and on YouTube with either Rainbow Cupcake 95, if you search it, or Rainbow Cupcake 666. Sweet. And of course, you can find us here on uh, walkerac76.podbean.com. Subscribe, share, comment, all that fun stuff in between. Find us on 22 free different platforms. Letting you know one last time that um, the Stitcher app is no longer is going to exist by the end of the month. So you cannot find us there, but you can find us on anywhere else. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts, everything in between. Of course, thank you to our dear Rabbit Raccoon for joining us. Ashley, once again, being the co-host slash host, runner of this thing. This has been the Out of Context Podcast, and I will gladly turn it over because you know what's coming, folks. Like a roofie on prom night, just let it happen. You need to come up with a new slogan because you're saying that almost every time. Just like the whole, and yes, you are my friends. You got to give new material, my guy. I'm working on it. As he flips me the bird. Um... So, what was the one I wanted to use? Okay. Okay. Why did the pediatrician always have a temper? Why? Because he he had little patients. (laughs) (laughs) I can't watch it! Yes! Good night. Good night.